Okay, hello. Welcome to episode 178 of Sack Kings Therapy. We're coming to you live after the Kings beat the Rockets, uh, 121 to 118. It was a close game at the end, but the Kings managed to, I guess, out-execute them. They play, hey, they play hard for this game. And, you know, they very rightfully so deserve the win. I guess, you know, unfortunately, this is going to have to be a question for every game that we review after this. Did the Kings win this game? Or did they win? <laughs> or did they lose? I don't know. I felt like this is a loss, in my opinion. Like, coming into this game... <laughs> I expected, you know, some sort of, you know, blowout, in my opinion. Uh, but what I saw today is, like, it seemed like they had no game plan at all. They just, I guess uh, Alvin just let the guys, you know, play whatever they did on the court. It's mostly hero ball, some ISO plays, not really much ball movement or player movement in, that I uh, would have liked to see, but yeah in my opinion it's it's kind of a loss i i feel like there wasn't much going on for the like development side yeah and especially like you know let, let's just jump into it like we didn't see kata again um although for better or for worse we didn't see that much of alex len either we only saw four minutes of alex len but most of those minutes went to damian jones and seemingly josh jackson who made an appearance like you know you look at the rockets like they're doing it right they're trotting out everybody there. They got, um, who, who, let me see, Date Daishin, Daishin, Daishin Nix, Josh Christopher, like uh, Ke- Kevin Martin Jr., like Fernando. They were, they're basically like trotting out all the young guys and they just kind of let them play. And, you know, for better or for worse, like they did well. And like they, these guys played hard. Like that's all you can ask from young guys. They're going to make their mistakes and, you know, but you just kind of let them play through it. And that's kind of what they did. Like, I really like Jalen Green. Like, Jalen is going to figure it out at some point. Like, he can, I, I say he can get to spots. Like, he can, you know, he can blow by guys. He can, like, get to a spot for, like, you know, certain pull-ups, step backs. But he's still got to find a way to finish. And he'll figure that out in, in time. Not a fan of KPJ at all. He had a triple-double. Like, he was he was good this game. I'm not a fan of him at all. Yeah, today in this game, he he made a lot of mistakes, not going to lie. I mean, he did, I believe he was the one that, you know, turned over the ball where, uh, you know, during a crunch time where uh, it was, I believe. DiVincenzo, right? Yeah, DiVincenzo, uh, you know, uh, helped knock it out and, you know, he pretty much threw it out of bounds. but yeah, it pretty much, I wouldn't say sealed the game, but it kind of deteriorated their chances of winning that game. Look, I'll say this, like, you know, that was a that was a mistake on his end. But at the same time, like, that was an incredible play by DiVincenzo to kind of knock that ball away. Like, you know, as, as kind of rough as this game got at certain points, like this team, because both teams are, you know, pretty bad for the most part, a lot of mistakes happen. And like the Kings were able to play a brand of, chaotic basketball like cons like divincenzo especially is like this like the poster child of this just constantly like getting his hands on balls causing steals just causing all kinds of havoc on the floor and 
that was actually kind of fun to see the Kings be able to do that. Like, you know, Davion locked, like, you know, completely locked down a, a what's it called, Kevin Porter Jr. at the end. But like for most of the game, he was like put, giving it to the guys he was guarding. Like mm-hmm. it was a fun, you know, chaotic style of basketball. You know, you usually don't see from the Kings. Yeah, and you're right. It's just, uh, in my opinion, I kind of wish we, you know, distribute the ball a little more rather than, you know, I know Davion had a great game, but I would have liked to see, you know, other guys, you know, attempt a better shot or, you know, maybe make up some plays because it seemed like we still, and you already said this before, stood around and watched the guy go to work pretty much. Well, like, here's the thing with Davion. He's already, like, a pretty good, I would say pretty decent ISO score against the right matchups. Like, he has a crazy quick uh, first step, as, you know, as pointed out by our one of our least favorite people <laughs> in NBA media, Ryan Hollins. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't even realize it was on the broadcast. But I, was, I didn't. <laughs> he start, it started to get annoying once I realized it was him, but... Basically, he was pointing out, like, Davion is a great first step, crazy explosive. So, like, he can get by, guys. But as a point guard, he's definitely not there yet. Like, you know, he, like, he pointed out, uh, Ryan Hollins pointed out, like, the Rockets started to trap him a little bit in the second half, and he struggled to kind of get going. At, at the same time, like, there was one play where, you know, they basically ran a kind of Spain pick and roll kind of play, and he couldn't make the right read. But there were plenty of times like where he actually like, you know, hit the roll, man, you know, like through the right pass to the open man. Like he's growing, but he's definitely not there just yet as a point guard. Yeah. And, you know, it's still his first year next year. And, you know, during the offseason, there's a whole bunch of stuff uh, he could learn and, you know, develop and utilize for uh, next season when we're all fully healthy. Yeah, and um, like, and one thing, like, they actually hit Damian Jones on the roll a lot this game. Like, Damian Jones had a career high, like, twenty four points, eight mm-hmm. assists, five rebounds. I thought that was a reverse, but wait, no, no, no. Sorry, I read the wrong. Nine rebounds and five assists. God damn, how did I read that wrong? Okay, sorry. Twenty four <laughs> points, uh, five assists, and nine rebounds. So, like, a really good game from him, and. You know, the potential of what the Kings could do if they just hit their role man a little bit better. Granted, I will I will 100% like always admit Damian Jones does not have the greatest of hands. He he there was one lob where he grabbed it and tried to throw it down and it just and it just bricked somehow. And oh. like it led to a dunk on the other end. Like he doesn't have the greatest hands. I get why the players are a little bit hesitant to throw to him sometimes, but like the magic that could happen when you hit the roll band and yeah it opens up the offense yeah i mean once he learns how to catch i think he'd be a lot better than he we are seeing him right now again i just i just don't know if you can teach a guy to have better hands i just don't like i think just guys with bad hands are always gonna have bad hands so i mean like you know look at rudy gobert like (laughs) definitely definitely one of the best centers in the league but just doesn't have good hands and it kind of cost him in the playoffs so yeah you know it's one of those things we'll we'll see if if it ever gets any better he is a backup center like that's what he is and this is like definitely a role that he's definitely doing more than what his role entails so like you know kudos to him um other than that like you know i think i think like 
you know, the Kings played well for the most part. Like, they came back from a pretty big deficit. Actually, tell, talk to me a little bit about the deficit because I did miss that part in the second quarter. Well, let's see. Pretty much the Rockets are doing what the Rockets are doing, uh, you know, hitting the threes and uh, just going in the paint at will, pretty much. And there was a point in the game where the commentator said that we were both the worst teams to uh, points out in paint. Uh, I'm not sure I'm going to have to check on that, but it seemed that way in this game, let's just say. So towards pretty much the end of the second quarter, they kind of slowed down on their threes and, uh, you know, weren't able to get into paint as often. So Wiles, my gosh, he I'm pretty sure he hit three or four threes from that one spot in the wing. And you you know the spot I'm talking about. Yes, the left wing. Yeah. He hit at least three, I believe, that uh, uh, what call it? quarter. Three threes that quarter. Two in that one wing, one in the corner. That pretty much, you know, helped us bring back the lead. Uh, you know, once the starting lineup came back out, pretty much, I mean, Davion was going off in terms of uh, driving to the rim and hitting his mid-ranges. And that pretty much, you know, brought us back up to speed, uh, you know, um, in terms of, you know... The score. Yeah. I don't know why I'm slipping my words out right now. Jeez. But, yes, that was actually really good. Unfortunately, I didn't miss the most of it. And they took a pretty commanding lead going into the third quarter and actually expanded upon it. But in typical Kings fashion, they do what they do. They let the other team back in. They just can't get their offense to run properly. It leads to runouts. And then it just lets the other team get comfortable. And that's how it ended up being a close game towards the end. But, I mean, you know, ultimately they were able to fight back. They were able to execute, like, down the stretch on defense. There was a stretch where, like, they just could not buy a basket. It was actually really funny because, like... You know, guys couldn't hit shots. Like, Trey Lyles had an incredible shot. Like, it was a great shot. It's a lot of contact where basically he drives in, takes some contact, and just about finger rolls it in. But it just rolls out of rolls out of the rim. And I think Damian Jones got fouled, missed two free throws. Like, there was a lid on, lid on the bucket for sure. But, like, the Kings were able to kind of overcome that. And, you know, they managed to outlast a team that outshot them almost t- twice for, or, like, t- basically made as many threes made twice as many threes as they did like the kings had what seven shots seven for 26 the Rockets shot 13 for 42 and seven of those in the first quarter like i had said in the first quarter like they just kind of cool if the rockets just kind of cool down from three which they did like the kings have a very good chance of winning this game and yeah like they did they kind of cooled down and you know ultimately give credit give credit to the kings they were able to outlast the team again that shot that made almost twice as many threes as they did. Oh man, I didn't see that forty-two attempts. Jeez, is that number correct? I it probably is. Like, oh my Kevin, gosh. that's the, one of the things I don't like about Kevin Porter Jr. Not a guy that get, gets by you all that well. Like, you know, the, the Kings just the Kings just just not good at defending the three-point line. They always like give a guy like a step. Like, and yeah, like he's not great at blowing by you. So like, just kind of play up on him and then just let him shoot threes. And, you know, Kevin Porter Jr. took some pretty bad ones. Kevin Grant, Jalen Green took some pretty bad ones. But like, these guys kind of just got hot and that's kind of what kept them in the game. Like most of the game. Yeah, pretty much added it up uh, pretty much towards the end. And yeah, they they hit quite a few key ones, uh, uh, especially towards the 
close to the end of the fourth quarter, which man, <laughs> it, it was pretty close for comfort for us. Yeah, but ultimately the Kings kind of come out of it. You know, it's definitely showing that they're, I guess, the better team. Like against a team of like young, what's it called? What, what's the word? Flamboyant young young players, bucks. young bucks. Yeah. So, you know, good on. I guess good on them. Like it sucks. It. I guess like it's never it's never too bad to like you know get a win. Like a win is always a win. Mm-hmm. And again, the Kings outlasted a, a team that you know doubled them in three point makes, and you know caused all kinds of havoc. But like again, they keep blowing third quarter leads. Um, Kata didn't play, and your draft position just got a teeny bit worse. We are now eight, what's called seventh in terms of the best odds because the Portland Trailblazers have a or we've. We owe the tiebreaker over them, so they're going to have better draft position than us. And, you know, they're looking to lose every single game going forward. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I just showed you the chart of the injuries that they had a few yeah. games ago. And, yeah, they basically shut down everyone. They shut down Josh Hart. They shut down Anthony Simons. They shut down Yusuf Nurkic. Dame isn't coming back. And they traded away everyone else. So... Yeah, they're looking to they're looking to just lose about every single game, and more than likely, the Kings are going to be stuck at at the seventh best, seventh best odds. So, you know, I, I don't think we'll actually drop to eight because the Spurs have a three game lead uh, ahead of us after losing a game, no less. So, I think we're safe at, at seven for better or for worse. Uh, I see. Well, you know, our next game is on Friday, and it's also against the Houston Rockets again, I believe, right? It is against the Houston Rockets in the Toyota Center. So, do you expect a win or do you expect a lose? I expect a loss just because I think the Kings are going to kind of randomly come, I guess. um, I I think they're just going to show up kind of flat, to be honest. Mm. But hey, you know what? Like in, in in a time where like the Kings should probably lose that game, they'll for some reason win that game for no reason. That, that could very <laughs> yeah. much happen. Yeah. As of right now, pretty much hoping to see some more Namias Nem- Nem- uh, Keda. And I noticed that, yeah, we did play him a little bit in the, the Miami Heat game. It's just, uh, according to his box score, it didn't seem like he got that many touches. Yeah, I mean, he did look a little rusty. And, like, you can definitely see, like, just... James Ham always kind of describes him as, like, a guy that's kind of dragging his lower body around and that's kind of what it looked like like uh, he just seemed a little step slow and part of it is just being rusty and just not playing much you know i see oh he, he's definitely a work in progress is what i'm saying he'll definitely be he'll definitely kind of probably get a lot better by next year and hopefully he gets more minutes but like he is a rookie and you can see it but like great really good rim protector like very apparently set some really good screens i missed that part but like you know he, he you know he de- he definitely kind of showed a little bit of his words not great at defending the perimeter still like the instinct isn't there yet in terms of just where to be the game is really fast for him but he'll get there oh yeah it's like yeah hopefully we'll see him maybe in a couple games before the end of the season because uh seems like he's doing really well in the uh, G League again, you know. What better for him to test his skills than the actual NBA court? Yeah, well, hopefully we see more minutes from him. Again, very disappointed we didn't see him this game, but 
you know, one one of these days, maybe when we finally figure out, yeah, we're not making the plan. Uh, you know, maybe I'll get more minutes. Just saying, like, we're not making a plan. It's cool. You don't have to play for it. Ugh, God, that's frustrating. Oh, yeah. Anyways, uh, after the commercial break, we'll be coming back to you for the second Rockets game. Well, the Kings managed to sweep this, uh, I guess this, I guess mini series against the Rockets. Kings win 122 to 117 after a pretty spirited comeback where at one point they were down as much as 19. And even in the third, they were down, I believe it was, I, I forgot like what the largest lead was, but they were basically down 10 for much of that quarter. But they managed to get, get on a comeback and they managed to win kind of going away, although it did get interesting at the end. But Yes, the Kings do manage to beat the Houston Rockets twice and are now on, hold your breath, Fong, a two-game <gasps> win streak. <gasps> oh my gosh. And we slept them in this, I guess, in this series since, it's been since 2004, they said, so. <laughs> yeah, which actually surprised me. Well, we didn't sweep the series because we did lose one against the uh, Rockets, so we did not sweep them. That streak will unfortunately continue, but... Mm. Uh, we do beat them. Um, my, what were your takeaways from this game? Let's start with that. Well, it's pretty much the same old game. Uh, Davion wasn't having a great start at all, but his defensive, you know, I mean, he, his defense is always going to be there for sure. It's just that his handling of the ball and his offense was, my gosh, it was it wasn't there at the point at uh towards the beginning of the game but the rest of the team i gotta say it's a uh, they pretty much stepped up to uh hold uh their you know hold their foot or put their foot in the ground what am i saying foot on the ground gas pedal thing basically uh, <laughs> but yeah he wasn't he was very often like you look at the turnover seven turnovers granted tennis um but had a very rough shooting night three for 13. 11 points but you know does a stellar defense had had a few moments against like kpj and Jalen green where that he put clamps on those guys but you know uh i, I do want to talk about the rockets more than i want to talk about the kings for this <laughs> one just because garrison goddamn matthews this man has a very slow release and a guy is always up in his face but this man don't miss he don't miss against the kings yeah, six for ten from free, and sadly I didn't make the first half. But in the third quarter, I mean, he was still pretty hot from coming off the first. And you know, this game, like the Rockets were winning for much of the game because of the three-point shooting. And I believe Garrison Matthews was six for seven at one point. So yeah, I guess he just disappeared in the fourth. But basically, like they were not they were not playing well. Granted, they they hustle, they really out hustle the Kings for much of the game. Like you look at them, 15 offensive rebounds to, to the Kings is eight. Like they they really like, you know, they're young, they're full of energy, they're re, they're full of audacity. Like you look at a guy like Jalen Green. Like he might not be like efficient right now, but that man or that kid, he he thinks he's the best fucking player out there. And like that, that energy is a bit contagious around the team and they just play hard and for much of the game they really out hustle the kings and they were hitting threes 
or there were three people hitting threes. The rest of the team didn't do shit. But <laughs> like, you know, you have K- KPJ, one of my least favorite players. I can't deny that he can he can stroke it sometimes. Like Garrison Matthews just lit up lit up the nets or lit up the net. And Jalen Green just does Jalen Green things. He's going to be a really good player. Oh, yeah, for sure. And we'll get the bot score. I thought Garuba did. I, I thought he scored a little bit. I guess he didn't score at all. But his 14 rebounds really helped the Rockets with uh, those second chance points. And, of course, that transition, man. We we need to work on that transition sometimes. You know what Ryan Holland said he was doing he was doing a Dennis Rodman impression and like for much of the game like I, I was pretty annoyed by Ryan Holland's he exaggerated way too much for my liking mm-hmm. but yeah he did he did a Dennis Rodman impression or basically because oh, zero points 14 rebounds so yeah good on him like he is like really small I guess is the only thing and like he has no offensive game <laughs> like you know, he he looks like he has bad hands. Doesn't really have any like moves around the basket. Doesn't have a floater. He's a he's a project. I was interested in, in the draft, but man, I look at him and like, yeah, he's about a 16th pick. That's gonna take hmm. a few years. Yeah, eventually the Rockets will get there, whether it's next season or the next season or now we know when. They- <laughs> You know, ironically, you say ironic you say that because uh, there you, you you know Bruno Fernando like he he, he did pretty well this game like oh, you know yeah. he can't shoot but like he can get rebounds and he again just kind of out hustled the Kings quite a bit and like th- there used to be a joke about him back up it was either him or Caboclo Bruno Caboclo but there was a running joke saying that this player is two years away from being two years away meaning <laughs> that they're just never ready to play and you can kind of see why. The, Again, doesn't have much touch, doesn't really, can't really shoot. And, you know, he'll, he might get there, but you really don't know. Mm, I see. Well, he did get a few blocks on us, which, you know, really attributed to their offensive game. But other than that, yeah, zero for four from free throws, and that didn't look so well for him. uh, for those of you that are wondering what that sound is, uh, Fong has a very fancy clock that plays a beautiful tune when it turns into a new hour. So, oh, geez, you guys could hear that? Yeah, I think we've been hearing it. No <laughs> way! Oh man, that, but, that means you could hear like whatever is going around me. I need, I need a recording in a different room, probably. You, it's fine. I, I, I mean, like we've heard it from. I, well, at least I've heard it for many, many episodes at this point. But just, yeah. For those of you that are wondering, uh, f- you finally know what that is. Um, anyways, um, let, let's get back to the Kings. Trey Lyles, usually just his stellar self. Again, just kind of bullied a lot of the young Rockets guys because they play so small. He's, you know, he's a six eleven guy, and he posted up guys. He had his moments. Harrison Barnes had a bit of a return game, ten for sixteen. And for yeah. 25 points, like, Ransom didn't get to the free throw line weirdly enough, but, like, he was scoring. Like, he was stroking it from three this game. Oh, yeah. Like, anything more than 10 attempts, <laughs> we want to see from Harrison Barnes for sure. His free throw game, yeah, I don't know. It's He didn't draw too much, but uh, last game, he did draw uh, quite a lot. Just a... Uh, uh, we forgot to mention last game that he did miss two technical free throws, both technical free throws from the beginning and towards the end of the game. 
but you know we ended up winning that game so it didn't really matter but yeah it, but you look at trey lyles like it felt like trey lyles sucked up all of paris and barnes's foul drawing abilities because trey lyles like just gets he knows how to get these young guys in like up in the air and just the foul i don't know what it is about him. maybe it is just that pump fake but <laughs> like he is really good at getting the rockets players the foul yeah and he really tried drawing those fouls too especially in the third i mean he drew quite a few um just justin holiday another very bad game for the most part granted the one shot he hit was a big shot and it kind of got it kind of kept the kings in it until they could kind of go on a run but he's been struggling and his minutes have been just slashed and most of them went to i'm guessing josh jackson because like josh jackson got quite a bit of run this game and uh yeah we'll get to him in a bit Damian Jones, like 17 and 17, like, and six blocks almost ended up with a triple double. Like, I, it always sticks out to me. I'm sorry, but like, his hands are just so bad sometimes. But like, he he was good this game. And like, towards the end of the game, he, it, it was a it was an absolute block party for him. He just basically was really well, really good at protecting the rim. Just wish he had better hands. That's the only thing. Hey, those six blocks really carried us too, and it, it's his career high as of this game, or as of the season. You mean, or is this his or, actual career high? I don't I'm, think it's his career high in points. I'm pretty I sure. Think. No, not points in blocks. In, yeah. Oh, yeah. That is his career. I'm pretty sure 17 rebounds is his career high as well. Like he went up, he went up and got a lot of rebounds. So credit to him for all that hustle. Um, you know, like again, it, it'll just stick out to me whenever he drops the ball, but like. Again, he is he is he is a fine player, and it just you know he is a backup. That's what he is. Huh. Let's see. According to Real GM, this might actually be his career high in rebounds as well. That makes so, sense. I don't remember like seventeen. That's a lot. Yeah. So you know, another career high night for him in terms of uh, blocks and rebounds, and you know, last game he had the career high in points. Yeah, really, really shaping into a really good. Uh, just off the bench center to be honest because we're just waiting for some bonus yeah um like again he's not a player that seems to get that many rebounds so i'm pretty sure that's his like yeah career high in rebounds and yeah uh, he he brings a different look i really want to see him back next year just because like you know he he's a budget Rashawn option like that and you know i he, he's a good budget Rashad option. God, I am having a brain fart today. <laughs> but like, he, he's a good, he's a good like backup to Sabonis, and like he gives the Kings a different look as well. Like, mm-hmm. you know, Sabonis is much more ground based and like, you know, but like, you know, much more skilled. Like Damian Jones just kind of, you know, is a leaper and gets up there and like is a is a rim runner. Like, you know, he, his his job is a lot more simple than Sabonis's and different. So, like, it's always good to have, like, a different look uh, coming mm-hmm. off your bench. Oh, um, yeah. Davion Mitchell, we mentioned, had a rough game. Three for 13, for 11 points, uh, 10 assists, but did have seven turnovers. Just a rough game overall, but, like, he did play some really good defense. Yeah, and his shots really mattered in the fourth quarter as well. I mean, he pretty much scored most of his points, uh in the last half so i mean he really turned up at the end yeah um it also like his new free throw like it seems to be pretty money let me actually check his game logs real quick he's been shooting let's see from the free throw line he shot 76 percent for the month of march so like 
there's definitely an improvement there and like that new arc like it's been really good yeah so far he is a career 63 i believe i saw so yeah <laughs> i mean a, this is a funny this is a funny stat in in the month of february wait no no in the month of january he shot 25 percent from the line granted what? only two only was it how many attempts did he have i think he only had eight attempts that's why oh okay i see <laughs> so I, th oh. I thought that was funny that made me laugh yeah i mean it's not consistent but he's getting consistent free throws because you know he's starting at the moment yeah so like his last uh six games six for six three for three zero for zero one for one two for two four for six he's been really good and like that new arc is really working for him man maybe it's something De'Aaron could look at possibly yeah <laughs> for sure but uh maybe in the off season maybe both of them will uh Practice with each other, you know, defending each other. Maybe Davion could give him some tips on defending too. Hey, so so this is what you do. You try, okay? You just try. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> um, Chimet Metu, like eight for thirteen. I I honestly didn't love this game from, him, but he was huge in the fourth quarter with those back to back threes to you know get get the, the Kings back in the game and actually gave the Kings uh, a lead for a bit, but you know like he do, he will just make his mistakes and sometimes you just have to live with it i wish he would take some better shots every now and then but he was really like crucial for the kings that keep for keeping the kings in this game like 18 points and 13 rebounds yeah again a good game for metu just it seems like we're not running plays for him at the moment for some reason Branson, I don't know what you can really I guess you can run that back screen for the lob for him but like we don't really have a Sabonis anymore like mm -hmm. we, so you can't really create from him from like the high post like you know that you know the game that will go down in King's lore like the Timberwolves game like he was just constantly getting back cuts for dunks like mm -hmm. that should be his ideal role not shooting mid-range jump shots not like making a bunch of moves and you know, like, it, it, I just I, I just wish he would take better shots. We'll see what happens by next year. Like, right now, he's doing what he's doing. Mm -hmm. But I would like to see just him kind of simplify his game a little bit. I think he's a good player. Yeah. I kind of wish we took away some uh, attempts from him as well. I mean, his moves look nice and all, but, I mean, it has to go down. And, I mean, I can't, I can't say anything now because he went 8 for 13 today. Well, here's the thing. Like, it's... It, he shouldn't be taking those shots like those kinds of shots are like there's a reason why let's just say the defense allows him to get those kinds of shots i'll just say and you know some games they'll go down sometimes some days they won't and i i hate that the coaching staff seems to encourage some of that stuff and but you know like we don't we don't really have other options on this team it's the problem so you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens by next year. But, you know, good game from him today. And, like, I, I will always commend him for this. He plays every game like it's his last. He plays mm -hmm. his goddamn heart out. And you never question his effort. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And last thing, last but not least, Dante DiVincenzo, like, you know, was stroking it from three this game. And, you know, I also had nine assists and nine rebounds. Like, you know, again, the only thing with him is I just wish he would be able to hit more threes, but like he hit his threes this game and looked great. Yeah, and especially in the fourth quarter, he was annoying uh, and trying to get those hustle plays uh, by, you know, just poking the ball out in the steals. And, you know, we, we got a lot of points just straight up from uh, uh, Rockets just not handling the ball well. 
Yeah, like he's a gambler. And like I, I've heard Jerry Reynolds talk about this. I've heard James Hamm talks about this. Davion is a very safe defender where he just kind of plays his position. Donnie DiVincenzo is out there to create chaos. And like he will just gamble and just throw guys off their game. And yeah, that's what he did. And, you know, against young guys that honestly don't really know what they're doing yet, he can really, he really kind of like annoys them and kind of get, get an upper hand on them a lot, on a lot of situations. Yeah. Oh, let's see. I forgot how his uh, contract was working. Are we going to resign him? He's a restricted free agent. And the report is he's going to be looking at mid level money, which is like just on, like just maybe like around nine, nine ish million, like around 10 mm-hmm. ish million. Like, mm-hmm. so chances are we're going to keep him. Like, it depends on the amount though. Or like the, the thing that's not clear is what, how much he's going to get up. Like, is he going to get 8 million per year? Or is he going to get 10 or possibly even 12 for you? We don't know that yet. Mm, I see. Uh, uh, we mentioned him earlier, Josh Jackson had a good game plus 17 like he did some stuff out there he was out there kind of creating his own version of chaos and just kind of out there doing his thing like there's a lot of flashes of like a pretty decent player but man there are some rookie stuff that you that he's somehow (laughs) still doing despite being you know the same year as De'Aaron a fifth year player like I don't know what to think. I, I'm not. I'm not very enthusiastic about him. Whatever. What about you? Uh, I mean, I like his hustle. His defense is pretty good as well. But yeah, I, I could see why, in terms of offense, that you might not like him. But... Some of the shit he does is so dumb. Like I'm like, you're a fifth year player. How are you still doing this shit? Like he had one like layup where he just like tried to just go at the rim and just missed it so badly i'm like you got to be able to read the situation and there was one play yeah he drove to the rim and like got stuck sees a guy in the corner but there's no angle to throw so he just throws it up to the fucking ceiling and it gets easily picked off i'm just like who like you're a fifth year player man can't be doing this shit anymore (sighs) <sighs> yeah, who knows what we're gonna do with him? And most likely, we're gonna just drop him or you know, give it give him away in a trade. But yeah, hopefully, I'm I'm hoping to see uh, something better from him or some sort of role in a different team because I don't think he's gonna fit with our system at the moment. I think he can fit as long as he's like your fourth or like fifth wing. He's not a guy you really go like. I would I wouldn't even be comfortable putting that as your third wing, honestly. Like he's an end of the bench guy right now. That's that's honestly what he is. And again, I don't know how you're a fifth year player and you still do some of the dumbest shit I've ever seen. Like uh, it's just one of those things. He he might figure it out. Like one of these days, he's got to come to realization. If he doesn't clean the shit up, he ain't gonna be in the league. But like you know, there are flashes there. But like maybe Rico Hines, like maybe he likes it here in Sac. Maybe there's a developmental system. Like he. He likes kind of the coaches in the environment. Maybe he'll stay, but like, I'm perfectly okay with letting him go. Hmm. I see. Well, I guess we shall see. Okay. Um, so my ultimate like thing about this game. So I didn't ask you at the beginning of the, at the beginning of the this part, but do you think we won or lost? 
I'm going to say it's a loss still. I mean, there's still the same tendencies from last game as well. I mean, of course. Um, I mean, Davion, of course, you know, had an off night himself. But the rest of the team really stepped up, which I like to see. And I wish to see, you know, coming on forward. But, you know, our season's coming to the end. So I won't expect too much from that. But, yeah, uh, fighting against these Rockets guys, I mean... We saw what they could do in the first game, or, you know, yes, not yesterday's game, but the game before, but didn't seem like we, you know, did anything to combat it in this game. It's just pretty much a mirror game in a way, but just a, well, a little sprinkle of extras in the middle. So first things first, I agree with you. I think both games are big L's for, for the Kings. And I won't harp on it too much, but like you not playing Kata for either one of these games is a bit of a travesty. Granted, I kind of get why because the Rockets are so small and like he might struggle to like defend the perimeter. The Kings were switching everything. So like that might be a tough for him. The main thing that really just is discouraging is first of all, you get, you know, you get worse draft positioning and that's just how it is. Granted, I think you're going to stay in the seventh spot no matter what because you're not catching the Spurs probably. So, um, but the thing that really just is kind of the most discouraging part, this is a Rockets team that is playing young guys. They're letting them kind of do whatever for the most part. I mean, granted, I'm pretty sure they come out with a game plan, but like they just play, they just play kind of like without real, they play with a certain level of swag, swagger and just confidence that, you know, is nice to see in a way and but my the point i'm trying to make is that these guys don't know what they're doing for the most part and you barely beat them now if the kings had you know come out and absolutely destroy them and honestly to a certain degree they probably should but like the kings's bad habits they show up in the in these two games like you know they run terrible offense and then they just give up too many threes on the other end Granted, the, the Rockets don't have, like, they're just not good enough to really be able to maintain that level of performance. But, like, the fact that you, these two games, you don't blow out a clearly inferior team with, you know, guys who don't really know how to play NBA basketball yet, that's the discouraging part. And, of course, you win these two games, like, it's almost both kind of, like, you know, in very close, the, both of these games are very close. And, like it's you shouldn't be and it just kind of shows you that this king's team just still hasn't really evolved from the start of the season to a certain degree they're still the same team they'll you know they'll they'll let other teams go off like they let garrison matthews go off this game and you know in the other two games or in the other game they let kpj absolutely go off and like jalen green like again just the audacity to just constantly attack like he went off and you know, you, you run bad offense, it's the same old shit in a way. And that's the scourging part. And of course, you don't play your young guy, you don't play, and your draft position is worse. Again, you won this game, but did you really win? You're still kind of doing the same old shit. And the only reason why you even won these two games is because this team is trying to tank and they have inferior talent. <laughs> so like just big L's across, across the board for the Kings, unfortunately. Yeah, you pretty much explained everything that <laughs> I could have ever thought of because, uh, well, at this point, I'm hoping the players are having fun out there. You know, hopefully we see something from them. 
but at this point oh. look sorry but look like these guys are having they're, they're having fun out there it's always nice to win but like you know i i heard that i keep hearing the term you got to build culture but you got to play a certain way to be able to build culture you, you can't keep doing this this shit where you know again bad offense like stagnant offense where guys just jack up shots like those bad the king's bad habits are still there like you're not really building culture as much as you are just kind of just playing in limbo where you're you're not you're not good at tanking and you're not good at winning games either uh, yeah that's unfortunate okay um i guess um that's basically all we have for the game i do have like uh, another question for you before we move on to wrestlemania okay but um my question is with how well davion is playing as of late like it really has intrigued me about the idea of starting both davion and De'Aaron fox now we don't know what what the kings are going to do in the offseason but let's just say Let's just say, like, you know, we make some changes, but the starting lineup next year will be Davion and De'Aaron in the backcourt. And I just want to ask, like, do we want to see a little bit of a preview of that? And in order to see that, we we need to see De'Aaron Fox on the court. And my question, my actual question to you is, should De'Aaron Fox come back these last few games just to kind of, like, test out this new starting lineup? Uh, I would love to see that personally, but let's see. His, I believe it's his offhand that was uh, injured, correct? And I is believe it fully, so. Yes. Yeah. And is it fully healed at this point? It probably isn't, but like from what I've heard, it's something that he can definitely play through. Hmm. I mean, if possible, I would love to see it, but I mean, if he does come back, in my mind. I don't think Alvin's going to play that way. I think Alvin's just going to stick with the same old lineup where Jaren starts, Davion comes off as six man. And like that's not that's not terrible by any means, but I want to see the starting backcourt. Like I I'm like I it's probably not the most popular thing. I know it's like a really small backcourt, but I think like Darren could be better at guarding wings than he's better at guarding, you know, quick twitch point guards. Mm-hmm. And Davion can guard any like one, any one, and pro- and a lot of twos as well. So, like, I just think like it's it's something that the Kings should look at. So here's a question for you: Where does Justin Holiday fit in all this? Because if we do, <laughs> at the end of the bench, <laughs> yeah, if Davion Mitchell and Fox starts, Justin Holiday is definitely not coming off the bench. It should be Dante for sure. And <laughs> at that point, well, if, well, you sit them both, and you just start. You just start Barnes at the three, and like Lau and Lau's at the four. Now, granted, next year that's actually where the where like that becomes interesting because if you can get a good four, a four man or a good three man, I think this I think this lineup is very um, viable. Like if you have two guys that are like if you have Barnes at the three, like that's a pretty big three. And then you can get a four as well, like a legit kind of defensive four. I think this lineup could work. Hmm, I see. Yeah, it's a lot of what is. So I guess we shall see. Yeah, we'll we'll see about that. Uh, I just think, uh, yeah, you, you, of course, again, a small. You have a very small backcourt, but I think it's workable. 
and like but it would probably require us to get another player in the starting lineup yeah uh, i mean hopefully we'll get a pretty high pick i'm uh looking at chet chet yeah mm-hmm. i'm liking uh, i'm liking this guy more and more the more i uh, see him his uh and also the you know his personality as well i like his personality <laughs> he, he's a tough son of a bitch is what i've heard mm-hmm. have you watched a hoop intellect's latest video on him not at the moment no yeah okay um watch it and then we'll, we'll talk about it but like mm. i won't say who i'm going with first but it has kind of like changed my opinion a little bit and you know between him and jabari so yeah um yeah to watch it when you have a chance mm, okay Okay, let's move on to some uh, quick, I guess, some quick wrestling talk. We're not going to go crazy in depth with it, but WrestleMania is tomorrow and Sunday. And it is going to be the most stupendous event is how they're marketing it. Um, Cool. (laughs) Um, Okay. (laughs) So there are some matches, uh, you know, that, you know, we're not going to have another chance to talk about this. So I just want to get a a quick prediction, some quick predictions for you. I'm assuming you haven't followed it at all. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, not really. Yeah. You always say maybe one of these days. Is it that day? (laughs) It it hasn't come. It hasn't come. Is it that day? Is the rapture going to come? Is the rapture going to come first or are you going to watch wrestling first? We'll see. Yeah. Anyways, so I'm not going to read out every match to you. Some of them are very meh. But uh, so I'm going to read you some matches and I'm going to have you predict who's going to win. Okay. Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair. Oh, man. I feel like Lynch will win, but I want Bianca to win. Okay. I think Bianca will actually win. Because, like, they got to pay off that SummerSlam uh, fiasco from last year. So uh, yeah, yeah. It, it has to it has to be resolved now, right? I, I don't know. Um, there's going to be some weirdness with this one because uh, Bianca actually cut off some of Becky's hair uh, on Monday. Granted, like, Becky has so much hair, it didn't look any different, really. So uh-huh. I, I don't know what the deal with that was, but... We'll see. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch this match, and it's, I'm gonna enjoy it. Like Bianca is amazing. I've always said, like she looks like a legitimate super athlete. Like just, you know, not nothing sexual or anything, but like she has an amazing like body. Like she's super buff, super tall, and like super fit. It's it's really crazy. And Becky, like you know, Becky's a really good wrestler. You can put her in the ring with anyone, and she'll deliver deliver a pretty decent match. And Bianca is a really good wrestler, so you're gonna definitely get a really good match. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Uh, next one: uh, Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey. Oh God. It's gotta be Ronda, right? It's probably gonna be Ronda. Yeah, I, I don't. I mean, like the 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 report is that they're planning on booking um, next year's WrestleMania to be uh, Rousey versus Becky Lynch one on one. Finally, I'm guessing this kind of sets it up <laughs> in a way, like with Ronda winning and then probably Becky moving on to SmackDown. I, I don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. So, um, no, no love for Charlotte. I mean, it's 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 always been like <laughs> whoever is going against uh, Charlotte, I want to you know root for the opposing end. Oh, well, this one I run with for Charlotte. I don't oh. I don't like Ronda. <laughs> oh, really? Her well, like uh, her just 
absolute disdain for wrestling fans. Like, I get it to a certain degree, but the lack of respect for wrestling, I think in general from her mm. is very just condescending and just, you know, like, I don't know, grow, grow the fuck up, I guess is, is what I would say. Just the, the yeah. way she looks at it is like, it's like, to a certain degree, like, it's not real. <laughs> Like, yeah. Like they don't really hate you. They hate the persona that you are. And it's ironic because she was making fun of wrestling for being fake when she's the idiot who can't see what's real and what's fake. My my take on her, she she's a bit much to say the least. Yeah, which is very understandable. Uh, but logically I, I feel like Rhonda's gonna be winning this match. And logically I agree with you. Okay, so this one is the most interesting one. I'm not going to go through every match because I'm not, again, not all that interested in every match. So Seth Rollins versus TBA. TBA is to be announced. Yeah. If you don't know. Um, So the rumor is TBA is going to be Cody Rhodes. Well, I'm going to root for the TBA. (laughs) I I like that uh, little unknown uh, aspect of... uh this match so i'm gonna vote for whoever wink wink i don't know who is but it's gonna be whoever it is that's gonna win against seth Rollins. what have i told you that there's a report that came out today or no it came out like a few days ago shane mcmahon has been rehired oh my gosh (laughs) so what if tba is shane mcmahon instead (laughs) oh no why does he have to always have a match in every major pay-per-view? I so 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 here so here's probably one of the reasons why. So when he came back in 2016 and went and was announced for a Hell in a Cell match for, with The Undertaker, the ticket sales I believe went up like right after that announcement. And basically, ever since 2016, WWE and probably Vince has seen him as a draw. Like an actual star. Shane. Shane McMahon. Yes. What? No. What? Yes. No. Oh. No. no, no. Yeah. If it's Shane, I'm probably gonna tune out. So your prediction is it is it gonna be Cody Rhodes, or is it gonna be Shane McMahon? Oh man. I'm hoping Cody Rhodes. Oh, what if? It's a triple threat match. No, why would I want Shane to be involved in any way? That's very true. If if I want one person to face Seth Rollins, it's got to be Cody Rhodes. But if it's Shane, I'm like I said, I'm, I'm tuning out. There's no way that he's gonna like come back all of a sudden and face Seth Rollins like that. So this there's a sick part of me that wants it to be Shane. Oh, I want I want to be Shane so bad because it's, it would be so funny. All this hype, because like the, you know the WrestleMania crowd, it's a lot of marks. Like, yeah, not yeah. not even to be disrespectful. Like they're they're hardcore fans, and a lot of them are going to be overseas, and a lot of them are have read the Cody reports and are going to be expecting Cody Rhodes, and then to just absolutely crush their hopes by having Shane McMahon come out. Oh, that would be so amazing. I would just, I would, I might die laughing that night. You might want to check on me on Saturday, Saturday night because I might die, I might be dead from laughter. Um, oh. However, I will say 
there is a best of both worlds uh, type scenario. Have Shane McMahon come out or like hype up the match to, to the point where like basically everyone's chanting Cody. Shane McMahon comes out and he, you know, he does a little dance. Here comes the money. <laughs> yeah. And then boom, somebody attacks him. Then you have Cody Rhodes come out. Ah. But, so you absolutely crush the spirits of the fans and then you bring them all up all over again and yes cody Rhodes coming back will absolutely just like absolutely you know the place will erupt so yeah I, that's how i <laughs> but honestly a sick part of me wants it to be shane and wants <laughs> and wants shane to beat seth <laughs> yeah kind of like pulling like a ko in a way uh, it'll be worse than that well like ko is at least people like ko like that's the thing yeah 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 no one likes Shane. No fans like Shane anymore. He's a terrible wrestler, terrible on the mic, and just like it's annoying that we have to treat him like he's a star. Uh, so here's another day. Do you expect that? Which will be very funny and very sad at the same time. Would you like to see Cody Rolls come out as Stardust? Oh, that would be depressing. No, that's not much better than Shane. Honestly, just I rather just if that's the case, I just want Shane then, because <laughs> like at least that'd be funny. If it comes out of Stardust, that's depressing. Oh man! I, unless it's like him killing off Stardust somehow, like Cody Rose kills off the Stardust character. They they can't do that. They they can't do that. I think it'll it'll be it'll be AEW Cody Rose essentially. Uh, I guess we. Shall see which uh, which day is that match? I actually that is Saturday. Mm. Oh, we gotta we gotta watch this live. I I will burst out laughing so hard if it is Shane. Oh man, well, what was his other gimmicks that were not as popular as Stardust? I guess dashing, dashing Cody Rhodes. Yeah, there's like some there's like some rumors he might come back to that theme song instead. I think it's called uh, Smoke and Mirrors. I think it's what it's called. But uh, uh, yeah, really now. Okay. <laughs> well, anyways, um, so that those are the only matches I'm interested in. Night one, night two is actually pretty. Like in theory, these are lots supposed to be big matches, but I don't care for any of them. Like most of them, like Pat McAfee versus Austin Theory, supposedly supposed to be a big match. I don't care. Johnny Knoxville versus Sami Zayn, big match. Don't care. Uh, Do you care? No. For those two matches that I just announced? Uh, no, not really. Okay, what about this one? Um, do you know who the Street Profits are? Yes. Okay. Do you know who Alpha Academy is? Yes. Uh, okay, Randy Orton versus Riddle. Uh, Randy Orton and Riddle. Uh, RK Bro. RK Wait. Bro. Yes. So, Triple Threat? Triple Threat, yes. Um, let's see. RK Bro still has the titles, right? I believe so. <laughs> I actually don't know. I actually don't remember off the top of my head. The, I, I think they are. Um, yeah. Uh, it'd be a step up, but I mean, I'm not too interested. Uh, probably I'm gonna predict that Arcade Bros aren't gonna uh, retain. I think. Let's see. Between those two, I maybe Street Profits would win. I don't know. Who knows. I actually really like you know what since you since you picked Street Profits and the Arcade Bro, I'm gonna pick Alpha Academy. Chad Gable and uh, Otis, they've been really fun as of late. Mm. So like maybe 
Granted, I think the Street Profits will actually end up winning, but I'm going to pick Alpha Academy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, who knows? I mean, it's to me, I, I feel like yeah, RK Bro is not going to retain. It's it's got to be either Alpha or Street Profits, but for now, I'm going for Street Profits. I really enjoy RK Bro, by the way. Like they released their song on uh, on Spotify. Uh-huh. It's one of the it's one of the best remixes I've heard in a while, especially from WWE. They actually managed to merge the two of their songs together pretty perfectly. Wow! Ooh. Yeah, I better listen to that. It's, it's called "Hey Bro" or no? Wait, wait, what's it called? I'll I'll, I'll, I'll tell you later. I forgot. Okay. The name, but it's a very nice uh, mix of the voices in my head and the uh, and the Matt Riddle um, what's it called the the ringtone thingy. Oh, okay. Anyways, uh, next match, Edge versus AJ Styles. I guess Edge. Yeah, since you picked Edge, I'll pick AJ Styles. I don't I don't have a pulse on this match. <laughs> I mean, after looking at the, um, you know, I guess the promos, I'm like, eh, eh, eh. Yeah. Uh, okay, last match though. I mean, there's Bobby Lashley versus Omos. Do you, do you care about that one? I don't really care about That's that. That's the one. last match? That's not the last match. Oh. I mean, sure. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't even remember who Omos is. He's a very tall guy. That's all you need to know. Oh, um, that guy. Yeah. Oh. Very, very tall. They have a match? They mm-hmm. have a match. Okay. Apparently, Omos can't really wrestle either. He can't really bump. So I don't know. I don't know how how this match will turn out. But uh, it, um, next, I guess the final match we'll talk about: Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. <sighs> Finally, um, I'm gonna go with Roman on this one. I am also going to go with Roman, uh, just because. I don't see Brock winning this match. I just don't. I particularly because Roman is so hot right now. You cannot take the take the title off. You cannot. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Uh man. Yeah, I can't imagine. I I mean, I can't imagine Brock winning. It's just how it's gonna <laughs> play out, I guess. Yeah, I just. I I don't know. It's just like. Roman is so above everyone right now. He's actually, I think, beyond what Brock is at this point. I just don't see it. And, like, there are rumors that The Rock will come back, like, this WrestleMania and probably set up for next year. I don't think Rock's going to win it either. Like, Roman is at that sort of level at this point. And granted, like, and also, like, Rock has movies to make. And, like, he ain't got time for this wrestling shit, let's be honest. So, (laughs) like... I don't think he's gonna win it, but like, don't. There's no one on Roman's level. Roman's been so good and beyond everyone. Uh, huh, I wonder what uh, he'll wrestle next then, because I don't think Shane I'm, McMahon. Oh my gosh, because I I doubt the feud between uh, Brock and Roman is gonna last this or that long. Yeah. Well, no, it's going to be a WrestleMania. They're just going to have a bunch of in-between stuff. and We'll see what happens. But yeah. honestly, if it is Cody Rhodes coming back, like Cody Rhodes is not a bad, is not a bad idea. Oh, yeah. That's probably what I'm 
looking forward to. <laughs> but why, why not Shane McMahon? They, they uh, haven't faced each other. And by the way, Shane McMahon has beaten Roman Reigns before. Granted, this it was before Oop, you know, this Uber Reigns. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? But, okay, well, so that's our predictions for the uh, WrestleMania uh, night one and night two, at least the matches that we really care for. There are a bunch of other matches, but I'm not very interested in most of them. So there you go. Um, I'm very excited to actually see if see the uh, Cody Rhodes return. That is what I'm going to be watching for. And one more thing I'm going to check. The NCAA, I believe, Final Four is tomorrow night, too. God damn it. I'm about to watch this on replay, then. I don't know. The final four, right? <laughs> yeah, fi- no, final four. I'll have to watch live, I think. So mm. maybe I'll watch the WrestleMania on replay. I don't know yet. I, I don't know. Uh, the only, the main thing I'm excited for is the Cody Rhodes possible return. Yeah, pretty much for me too. Is is that going to be the last match of the night? Or uh, probably, it'll, not? probably not. It'll probably be Charlotte Flair or, or Ronda Rousey or possibly Stone Cold's return. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know about that. <laughs> I mean, he's not gonna wrestle that much if he I, does. I don't think he's gonna wrestle. Apparently, it's just gonna be a segment. Oh, really? Yeah, that. Yeah, right. I guess that's how you want to end your and <laughs> night one, and it's just one of the worst ways possible, in my opinion. But it's like, I, what? I, I get it. It is Stone Cold. People will be hyped to see Stone. Cold. Yeah. Do you expect like a? What you might call it, Randy Orton Edge segment from like last year? Was it last year or was it, it a year before? It, two years ago, right when the start of the pandemic. Yeah, where it's just like all recorded. You could tell there's breaks in between. <laughs> I don't think so because it's in front of a crowd. I don't think you can fake that anymore. Yeah, <laughs> who, who would want to watch? Uh, <laughs> who would want to watch that in a live uh, show? That'd be pretty annoying. No. It'd be. Yeah, it'd be better for the you know people at home. It'd be pretty nice for us. But yeah, if you're there live and that's how the show ends, yeah, that's pretty that's pretty whack. Granted, the wackest thing you can do is you know to bring back Shane McMahon, but but at least that would be funny. At least. Jeez, do you take like twenty steps back from your microphone? <laughs> oh, <laughs> so. oh, sorry, I have to stand up. Oh, I see. I was like, Wait, where'd you go? <laughs> I, I, I mean, I'm pretty sure everyone could hear you. It's just, oh, what the heck? <laughs> you know what? Sometimes I just got to step away from the mic and just got, I, I, I want to speak the Shane McMahon thing into existence. Oh, boy. Yeah. I mean, I'm not even sure if I'm going to be able to launch some of these. So hopefully I won't get spoiled too much until I watch it. Oh, um, I think one of our buddies will definitely be spoiling it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll see. Well, well he'll, he'll, he'll let you know if Cody returns. I think if Shane McMahon is the one, I don't. Th- I don't think you'll be spoiled. Uh. Well, I better turn off my ESPN too. I'm pretty sure that will. I uh, I turned that shit off so fast because I remember it was. I think it was the 2018 Royal Rumble, and they spoiled the Oscar versus Becky Lynch match, and it was surprising that Oscar won that one. Um, I wasn't expecting that. I just remember ESPN doing that, and then ever since then, immediately turned it off. Yeah, I mean, I I do like my notifications on ESPN about certain stuff, but let's see, wait, is it off? Okay, it's off now. Okay. 
Well, uh, tomorrow will be WrestleMania night one, and we might do an episode maybe Sunday night. I don't know yet, but like maybe on the next episode, we'll definitely talk a little bit about uh, WrestleMania and what we thought about it. So stay tuned for that. And uh, when is the next Kings game? I didn't show. It's Sunday. It is against the Warriors, right? Yes. It is oh, against the yeah. Warriors. Okay. All right. So I guess uh, quickly, uh, prediction for that match. Do you think we win that one? Probably not. <laughs> it, they are on a second night of a back-to-back, so Kings actually have a good chance of winning that one. Although, you know, depending on how you look at it, that could be a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah. Who knows? I'm. I will be busy that day. Actually, I probably won't be able to watch WrestleMania. Oh, well, that's unfortunate. Very unfortunate. Well, yeah, at least it wasn't the Saturday. It wasn't Saturday because that's that's where all the juicy stuff comes in. Yes, nights was pretty whack. <laughs> the more <laughs> I look at it, um, yeah. Uh, well, at least I'll I'll I'll, I'll probably watch it on, on replay because I do want to catch the final. Mm, oh yeah. I'm Let's trying see. to see trying to see our boy Paolo. Paolo, huh? Let's see. This will be pretty much uh, uh, Coach K's last Final Four, I guess. Or, or yeah, well maybe. 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 I mean, he uh, Duke's number two at the moment. Are they number two or three? Who knows. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I'm be honest. I don't follow follow college basketball. I just kind of want to follow because it, it is pretty interesting. Like you know, I, I want to see what these young guys coming into the NBA are about. Specifically, Paolo, because when I was watching Jay Nivey, wasn't very impressed. I'll be, I'll, I'll be honest. Uh-huh. Granted, it really doesn't matter. But like, I'm just saying, like I just thought Jay Nivey would particularly have the ball more. That's the thing that annoys me about college basketball. Like, I remember watching Kate Cunningham last year and just thinking every time he didn't have the ball, it's like, why doesn't he have the ball? He's your best player. He should be out there making making the plays, not some guy, not some other guy who, you know, who's on the team who, you know, can't shoot the can't shoot the ball. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I'll I'll be watching the final four and then I'll be catching up on a WrestleMania. So it'll be a pretty busy night for me. And also the Kings game, right? Oh, on, I mean on Saturday. On Sunday, I'll, I'll, oh. I'll watch that game. Don't you worry. Oh, I'll be there. I'll be watching. Always. Yeah, I'll, I'll be watching. Just not screen. Anyways, uh, that's all we have uh, for this episode. Uh, we'll catch you guys back probably Sunday um, or Saturday night. We don't know. So, yeah, we'll catch you guys uh, on the next one. Yep, yeah. and we'll see you guys later.